Alright, so rather than just get off on some big ass fucking introductory tie, uh, tangent, I'm just gonna, let's just fucking, let's find our way into this, man, and I'll fucking go out of my way, uh, and I'll start over in the beginning, and I'll just introduce it in a different way, but for now, I guess I'll introduce it simply by saying that this is another podcast with my boy uh, Carrero. Um, we're going to be doing a lot more of these. In fact, I'm still haven't decided yet if it's going to be a standalone podcast entirely of its own, which most likely will be because I don't think it, it doesn't really it doesn't coincide with what I'm trying to do with El Grito. In fact, I think this is going to be a little bit more fun because despite the seemingly serious nature of all the shit that I talk about and post, I'm actually a very stupid, silly guy. Right. So being able to do these podcasts more consistently with my boy Carrero is something that I'm really looking forward to uh, before we actually started. Uh, before I actually hit the record button on this shit, we had just been talking about a variety of different topics. Uh, the first of which being the Quentin Tarantino movie, which I haven't seen. Gonna get on that shit soon. Uh, what else were we talking about, man? Dark. We we're talking about Dark, that show on Netflix. That shit's pretty fucking dope for those of you who haven't seen it. I've only seen the first season, but it's something that we're looking forward to expanding on further as well. And then uh, we were also talking about some baseball, bro. Fucking baseball is a shit. Uh, Mike over here is a Yanks fan. I used to be a Alex Rodriguez fan. Let me be very clear about that. I was mistaken in thinking that I was a Yankees fan. I wasn't been a Cubs fan through the fucking wool forever, bro. But Alex Rodriguez, there's no fucking denying that he's the greatest baseball player of all time, man. What you think? I used to uh, be an Alex Rodriguez fan until he started snitching on people. <laughs> yeah, the snitching. You know, man, to be fair, uh... I, I kind of gave him a pass for that because I understood that what he was trying to do. He's trying to protect a legacy that had already been tainted by the MLB and everyone else around him. So in that respect, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I think baseball players should be allowed to take steroids, bro. I really don't give a fuck. And as a matter of fact, not even stop at baseball players. Let's say NFL players, basketball players, MMA fighters. I want to fucking see MMA fighters on the juice, bro. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> You know what they should do with MMA fighters? They shouldn't. They shouldn't let them on the juice. They should give them each like a pint of fucking uh, Jameson whiskey before the fight. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes. They get, get a fight. fight they get a fight started. Whatever it takes to make the fights more exciting, dog. And I'm telling you, seeing these fucking muscled out steroid dudes on fucking all the juice, that shit's fucking awesome to me. I'm not gonna pre- even pretend for a second to lie. Well, dude, when you watch MMA, if you look at Brock Lesnar, like, every instinct that I have tells me that that motherfucker's on steroids. If he's not on steroids, like... Bro, he was purple. Get that big. How do you even get that big? He was purple in his last fight, bro. Like, what the fuck? Of course he's on steroids, man. Like, it's not even a question. And that's what I'm saying. His fucking (laughs) head is like... He looks like he's wearing a helmet. Dude, he's a big boy, man. There's no question about it. But like I'm saying, they could all ideally be that size. You know what I'm saying? If you level out the playing field and let these motherfuckers do some juice. That's why I never got into fucking like MMA because I used to do jujitsu like you're doing. <laughs> myself. Like I would never get into fucking mixed martial arts fighting because I don't want to fight a guy as big as me. They're out there, man. There's one right now. Fight a guy who wants to fight a guy that weighs like 250 pounds that knows how to fight. Like I don't want to get hit by that dude. I get fucking manhandled by a dude like that. You, call me a bitch if you want to, but I mean, you don't want to fucking get it by him either. So you're a bitch no, too. I don't. And then luckily for me, he's in jujitsu, so there's no punch. That's true, though, man. There's no punching in jujitsu, but this is a big boy, bro. He's like a powerlifting guy, and he's fucking. Oh, yeah, man. He knows his shit, and it's fucking. It's pretty tough, man. But, you know, they're out there. And ideally, I'm not going to say I could get to that size because I'm a fucking. I have a small frame, but. I could put some easy pounds on if I was able to get the juice, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I could even... 
you about 215 pounds, something like that? Shit, I wish, man. More like a little 200, closer to 200. Really? Dude, I'm like, I'm closer to 300 than 200. <laughs> you gotta get your ass on the mats. I'll fucking tap your ass again. Dude, I would love to, man. I really would. I would love to do that shit again. It's awesome, man. I feel like life's caught up to me, and I'm just like fucking, I'm drowning in misery that I don't do anything with myself anymore, and it's fucking horrible. <laughs> you got to start, Phil. Well, fucking foot in front of the other, dog. Take your ass to the mats. Get it going. You know what? I don't want to sound like Uncle Rico right now or anything like that, <laughs> but the other night, um, they had like homecoming at my town's high school, and they had a big football game after, and um, I was out there watching the game, and I was like, damn, like, these kids are not that big. And I was thinking to myself, in my senior year in high school, I remember one of the football coaches approached me because uh, they knew I was a good athlete, you know, because they knew I was in track and baseball and I did, you know, soccer and all that shit. And I remember one of them approached me and they said, Carrero, they're like, dude, we need a halfback for the football team. They said, you'll be the starting halfback right now if you say yes and come on this football team. And I said, no, nah, you guys suck. I don't want to play football. <laughs> I regret that so much because when I was at that game the other day and I saw the size of these kids, I was like, dude, in high school, I was a fucking freak athlete. I was six foot two, 190 pounds. I was the fastest kid on the field, any sport I played. I was one of the strongest and I chose to smoke weed and chase girls around, which sounded like a great decision at the time. I still think it's a great decision. I'm not going to lie, bro. You'd be walking around all fucking half dumb and shit with CTE. You know, but now that I think back, it might have helped my, my picking up girls game if I actually played football. Uh, probably, yeah. But you'd also be even more fucking dumb than you are now, bro. <laughs> but I don't know. I just regret that. So, like, I don't know. Like, I always talk to my son about things. Like, don't quit shit. Because if you quit now, you're probably going to end up always quitting, you know? Yeah, no question about that, bro. I'm just trying to say... I like watching people play football, but me personally, I played it too, man, but I quit too because fuck that game, yo. That's fucking, that's brain trauma and fucking, yeah, dude, like, get the fuck out of here. Well, another reason why I stopped too, like, I had a legitimate chance of being uh, the state champion in the javelin throw in high school. So that was another reason why I didn't play football because I'm like, am I going to break my leg and risk not being the state champion this year? Who the fuck throws javelin, dog? <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. You'd never imagine. Former former NFL quarterback used to be, I want to say he was the leader in the nation in the in the javelin. Actually, you know who used to throw javelin? I used to compete against him. You heard of Miles Austin? He used to play for the Dallas Cowboys? I have heard of him, yeah. All right, well, he used to play for the Cowboys. I used to uh, compete against him in high school. He went to high school in New Jersey. And uh, he was the best javelin thrower in the whole state. And this kid <laughs> was so good. At, he was so good at every other event that he didn't even do that event. That's fucking hilarious. That's <laughs> incredible. He was, the, he was the best athlete I ever witnessed in my life. Yo, isn't that crazy that that was the fucking cream of the crop athlete? But when it comes to the NFL, like he was good for what, like a year or two years and shit? He was good for two years. He had one really good year. He got a big contract from the Cowboys. Yeah, but then, you know, like it just leads you to believe, like extrapolate from there to the actual athletes that make entire careers in the fucking NFL, man. And you realize the fucking level of talent that they're fucking dealing with in that. I mean, you know what? He In high school, he looked like Antonio Brown. You know who else looks like Antonio Brown? Your mom. I'm <laughs> 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 just fucking with you, Doc. Oh, fuck Antonio Brown, man. I'm feeling a little salty right now. I'm so mad about Antonio Brown because I'm a Raiders fan. <laughs> and I, honestly, I saw when they picked him up, 
I was like, yo, the Raiders, they might do something this year. He looked good in the silver and black, bro. He did. He's a great fucking football player. I think he's the, probably the best receiver in the league if he can shut his mouth. I, I don't think he's going to have that chance to prove it again, but I mean, shit. I don't think so, man. You know what? Somebody might give him a shot, but... Bro, the Patriots gave him a shot and he couldn't last. Well, that's because he got accused of sexual assault. Like, they don't need that. They don't need that shit. I mean, Robert Kraft, the owner, was, was accused of that, wasn't he? <laughs> that's right. He was. They don't, need, they don't need more than one. That's fucking hilarious, man. I'm not gonna front, yo. I don't. I, you know what? Honestly, I haven't kept up with the NFL in forever. I only recently made an attempt to start keeping up with the NFL this last year, and only because like I went through this phase, bro, when I'm just like, man, I don't fuck, fuck all this corporate shit. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. You know what? Though? I think there's still some exciting players to watch. Like actually, yesterday, um, I didn't even know this until yesterday because I haven't really been keeping track of the NFL either because I don't have cable anymore. I can't justify spending almost two hundred dollars a month on fuck shit where I can have a Fire Stick or YouTube or whatever. Working. But, um, no, nah, I seen this one guy yesterday. I think his name is, like, Taysom Hill or Kaysom Hill. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. New Orleans Saints. Yo, that dude is no joke. No, he's that not. A, he's a quarterback, and I seen him returning kickoffs. Yeah, he's, he's bad. Laying, laying people out on special teams. See, I like to do that. <laughs> In my opinion, he's what, he's what people thought Johnny Manziel was going to be. Yeah, I forgot about that guy. He, he's what they thought Johnny Manziel was going to be. Because if you look back at Johnny Manziel's, like, uh, you check out his high school football highlights and his college football highlights he looks more like an option quarterback yeah he, he runs more like an option quarterback he's a good runner because i think he used to be a running back in, in high school uh i think he played quarterback man but i think they put him in the air raid system i only know because i was salty about johnny manzel too because one thing i do keep up with is the longhorns football and uh he was supposed to go to texas but the coach that was there at the time fucking passed up on his ass he wanted him to play db or some shit and he went to our rival school instead. They say that to a lot of guys, though. Brett Favre, they, they drafted Brett Favre into the NFL expecting him to be a defensive back. The best thing Brett Favre ever did in the NFL was send those dick pics to that fucking masseuse. Let's just get this straight. <laughs> That's it. That was a big story. That was a big story in New York. On all the New York radio stations, they were talking about that. Somewhere out there is Brett Favre's little fucking wiener floating around the internet, bro. Yeah, centimeter <laughs> <meter> wiener. <laughs> But uh, I was watching a Brett Favre uh, interview one day, and he was basically telling people, like, if you want to be safe playing football, don't play football. Yeah, that sounds about right, man. He's got, he's probably got more concussions on record than anybody. I can't even imagine what he's going to be like in 10 years, bro. Oh, he's, I mean, look at, look at some of these guys. Look at John Elway. John Elway looks like he's 100 years old, man. I haven't seen John Alway, but I read an article on, on Sports Illustrated of all fucking uh, newspapers a while back about the dude McMahon from the Bears, like in the 80s and shit. That guy's a fucking disaster, bro. <laughs> He's a disaster, man. I've seen a documentary about him. That motherfucker doesn't even know how to wipe his ass anymore. Dude, he's fucking done for, bro. Fuck all that noise. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. That shit is not worth it, bro. And it fucks me up, man, because my, uh, my, my little nephew's playing football, bro. He's like... 12 and he's already got like three concussions i'm i'm like bro what the fuck dude like that's not good man <laughs> that shit mm. i i always told my um my my ex like she was kind of i'm not gonna say she was pushing my son to play football but i know like around here where i'm from like football is big out here so if you want to get started you got to get started when you're young because you got to show them you know throughout the years that you're a good ball player or whatever but i always told her like i would prefer I didn't play full contact football until I was older, you know, like I always played football on the street growing up, 
But in pads, I wasn't allowed to play until high school, which I understand because when you're a kid, first of all, you're too weak to take a hit like that. Second of all, you don't know how to hit somebody properly. And I said, you know, if my son wants to play football, I would rather him only play defense because at least when you're on defense, you get to see what you're hitting. Yeah. As opposed to offense, you know, you catch a slant across the middle and some little asshole kid goes helmet to helmet against you and knocks you out. Bro, and imagine no less the asshole kid you're playing against is you when you're fucking in your prime in high school and shit. Just some fucking freak stud fucking person that just put on the, the, the helmet and the fucking shoulder pads and shit and all of a sudden bigger than everybody else in the field. And fucking molly whopping people. I've, I played high school football for one year. Um, and I remember, and it wasn't my senior year, obviously, I was just talking about that, but um, I want to say it was my sophomore year of high school. And I remember a few times where I hit somebody so hard that I came off the field and I was in pain. That's fucking hilarious, actually, though. So it's like, <laughs> you can imagine how, how much I rung that kid's bell, man. That's fucking hilarious. I mean... I'm not going to lie, man. It's a fun game to watch. I don't, it's a fun game to play even, bro. But it's, and you know, when you do see the big hits, that's probably what makes it the most fun part. But yeah, it's just thinking about all the fucking potential future damage that these people are, you know, are experiencing or suffering like that shit. I don't know, man. Well, that honestly, like, since we're talking about this topic and, and the potential for major injuries, we can talk about college athletes being paid. Bro. I mean, it's just a matter of time. Like, University of Miami, you know how much money is drawn in by the football program alone? And that's it's slavery, bro. It's then these kids, these kids get, get uh, full scholarships to college. It's not worth it. It's not enough. But look, let's just keep it real here. A lot of these kids wouldn't be going to college unless they had football talent, okay? Sure. So they'll, they'll use the argument of, oh, well, you know, we're giving these kids a free education and we're giving them an opportunity to better themselves and blah, blah, blah. No, you're not. You're exploiting their talents for financial gain, and then you're not, you know, giving them anything in return besides an education. You know, like, most of these guys wouldn't graduate college in the first place if you put them there. If they were just on their own academically, I mean, I would guarantee you that more than half of them probably would not make it through college. Yeah, in many instances. You ever see that movie, The Program? It's like a 90s football movie. It's starring James Caan. Nah. Uh, I forgot other guys in it. It's a really good movie. It kind of shows you uh, Omar Epps is in it. Omar Epps plays like the halfback on the football team. I got to step my movie game up, bro. The only movies I've been watching lately are the one with titties and shit. So. The ones with titties? Yeah, I got to step. Pornhub, you go to Pornhub too, huh? Yeah, like Pornhub, RedTube, you know that kind of, you know how it goes. <laughs> I, seen, I, seen the fun, I saw the funniest meme. I saw the funniest <laughs> meme on the internet the other day. Uh, something like... Uh, these these two parents caught their eight year old on Pornhub or something, and they made him take they made him take a selfie. They made him oh, take no. a selfie with him in the background. Oh no! That's <laughs> eight years up. old. Yo, what the fuck? See, me and my girl have been have been kind of discussing this lately. What? Like, I don't understand what is going on in society now that eight year olds are looking at pornography. I mean, honestly, bro, try to remember yourself as an eight year old. You know you were at least curious. I don't remember, dude. Like you probably didn't have you probably your little nuts hadn't dropped yet and shit, but you know you were probably curious, like what the fuck is all this kind of shit, bro? Like I have a feel like if I remember I mean, I feel like every boy loves boobs when you're a kid. <laughs> exactly, man. Boobs. Exactly. The bigger the better. The bigger the better, right? Yeah. There's a difference between liking boobs 
and the mystery of what they might look like because you've never seen them before and actually seeing like fucking, you know, as an eight year old seeing like hardcore double, pain, uh, double anal and shit. <laughs> that, that's got to be damaging. <laughs> I can imagine probably. Family Guy, you ever see that Family Guy episode where Stewie finds like a Hustler magazine? Yes. That shit's fucking hilarious. For the first time, he pulls a machine gun out and shoots the magazine. <laughs> that shit's fucking hilarious. That shit's funny. That is fun. I had forgotten all about that. Yo, Family Guy used to be the shit back in the day. I haven't kept up with Family Guy, man. Uh, I need to get back on that. That's why I'm excited to be doing this series of podcasts with you, man, because it gives me an excuse to fucking get back on that kind of shit without feeling the... I, I stepped it up to... And I can admit this. People will say, you're crazy. I, I used to watch South Park a really, really long time ago, like when the, when the show first started, and it wasn't like as edgy as it is now. Now it's like there's no censorship at all. Those fucking guys can do anything. <laughs> that fucking show is so funny. Because it's so accurate. Like, they depict the American fucking, the average American so well in that fucking show. It, it is so funny. How they have, like, do you ever see uh, where they have the politically correct principle? No, I like, I, I, South Park's another show like that that I haven't kept up with in a long time for the same reason. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you, I highly recommend watching South Park, dude. Like, South Park is fucking brilliant. It, it, it's a brilliant show. I'm telling you, this is why I'm looking forward to doing this shit, because now it gives me an excuse. I'm still going to feel it like just a typical pretentious douchebag shit, elitist fucking nonsense, but the intellectual shame inherent with watching something like that, you know, but that's fucked up because honestly, bro, I think that a lot of that intellectual shame is why we have fucking Donald Trump as the president right now, because people like me, dog, you know, the ones that fucking lefty liberal academic fuckheads like myself, we look down on people that watch that shit and we're like, oh God, fucking so common, so pedestrian, but that's the majority of America, man. That's the kind of shit we like to watch. You know what I'm saying? You know what? All right, like, I say this all the time, okay? It's the same reason why I have Facebook. Like, I watch shows like South Park or Family Guy because it just, it kind of, kind of, like, opens up the steam valve a little bit and just kind of, like, makes you feel a little less crazy. And it's fucking funny, man. Like, I'm not going to front. Like, it, they're funny shows. I used to watch them before I, before I started getting, like, really deep into academics. So prior to, you know, getting to UT. Uh, I used to watch that shit all the time, and I thought it was fucking genius, hilarious shit, but somewhere along the line, and like you said, stress relief, bro, but somewhere along the line, the fucking elitism kept uh, started creeping in where it was like, oh, well, you know, this is fun, but so is reading books. This is fun, but so is, you know, ex exploring art, like just typical highbrow bullshit nonsense, bro, and I'm just trying to fucking overcome that fucking, the shit, the, it's not even real shame, bro. It's like inherited shame from the, you know, just the position that I occupy, and I'm like, man, fuck this shit. I want to watch silly shit. I want to watch two fucking grown professional athletes fucking slam heads with one another in the fucking NFL. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you know and what's not great? I love to watch lingerie football league. Some of those oh, girls, wow. some of those girls, yo. I didn't even know that was a thing. I've seen a couple of girls with some fucking, like, throwing some long distance passes in that shit. Like, no ah. joke. Like, what are the odds are you going to find a woman that looks like a bikini model that can throw a fucking 50-yard pass, dude? That's fucking insane. I didn't even know that was a thing, bro. It's a thing. Look it up on look it up on YouTube. You want to know what else is a thing? This is how stupid people are in in this country, dude. And I've seen it in other countries too. But I saw this thing on uh, YouTube. It was off of a Hot ninety seven. It's a New York hip hop radio station with fucking uh, what's his name, the uh, Charlemagne. Yes, is Charlemagne on that? I don't even know. I know Angie Martinez, 
Funkmaster Flex started on Hot 97, or he still is on Hot 97. But um, fucking, they have this thing where they bring two assholes on the fucking show, and it's called Slap Fest, and they just go back and forth slapping each other on the face. <laughs> like, that is what our society has been brought to. Like, we're fucking, like you said the last time we talked, we're fucking monkeys with nukes, man. We're so Shit. dumb. We're fucking ridiculous, dog. But, yo, honestly, I, I hate when people say this shit because... It's not how far society's come. We act like we're the. We, this is the. This is what I'm trying to get to when I'm telling you about the elitist shit. We act like we as humans have ever reached the pinnacle, bro. Like, no, we've always been like this. We've always been fucking savage monkey barbarian folk, yo. You know what I'm saying? And now it's just because we're here that we're looking around, and we're like, oh shit. We look back on the Roman Colosseum days and we're like, oh, that was two thousand years ago. For sure, we're different now. No, fuck no, we're not. We're the same fucking deal. It's just, it's just- more it's more on blast now because there's cameras everywhere that's the only difference that's the only difference i mean look this is how this is how barbaric and, and fucked up we are like i've seen videos on youtube saw this one for example where um it, it obviously takes place in a, in a high school okay there's a fucking guy he's got it i'm not joking he's got to be over six feet tall at least 250 pounds he is physically beating this, this female. I mean, she is substantially smaller than him. She's got to be, you know, your average size for a woman, five foot four, five foot five, hundred and thirty pounds, maybe less than that. He is beating her ass in the hallway, and there's people standing around watching, videotaping it on their fucking phone, and then he throws her down a flight of stairs, and then they're posting it on YouTube as if it's like an entertaining video to watch, and it has some kind of entertainment value. What the fuck is going on? That that's... That, that could be perceived as okay by, like, the masses. Like, there's people that go on social media that actually look for shit like that as entertainment. Yeah, of course. I'm one of them. <laughs> just fucking with you, Doc. I'm fucking with you, Doc. <laughs> it, it's just crazy to me that that's the direction people are headed. And it's like, if you, I feel like if you project that energy, people start to feed off of it. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. People will feed off of that. And you start like that mob mentality, and it's okay to behave that way. And it's crazy. Nah, it's fucking insane, bro. It's not okay to behave that way. Fucking, um... It's fucking crazy, man. Yeah. I want to talk, talk about this Trump impeachment with you. Oh, man. I want to talk a lot about Nah, let's talk about it. Why not? Who cares? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it for a couple minutes, because there's other shit I want to talk about. Yeah, we got nothing but time, bro. We got nothing but time. What do you think about it? Because I, I heard, I didn't actually hear the phone call, but I heard, I'm not, I'm not even going to say I heard an outline of the phone call transcript. I'm pretty sure I heard the full transcript. I, I saw it on Ben Shapiro. Now, I believe Ben Shapiro is a good source of information. I, you would, you fucking alt-right Nazi fuck. No, I'm just kidding. I'm fucking with you, man. Keep going. Keep going. I watch a lot of different things. I don't just bias myself to one side and just listen to one narrative, you know? No, I feel you, man. I'm giving you a hard time. What I heard on the conversation, you know what? Trump sounds like he's kind of leading the conversation somewhere in the slightest little way, but I don't think it's anything like what it's being made out to be. All right, man. Are you ready for this? No, like, let's hear it, because I, okay. I, want, you to, I want you to change my mind. No, in fact... I'm actually probably in more agreement with you than you would imagine. I actually also went through the transcript briefly, okay? And more importantly, I listened to a little bit more of the history of this conversation 
And it turns out that it's actually deeper than that, bro. That everything that they're currently accusing Trump of, allegedly right now, I mean, I don't fucking know, dog. I'm just repeating to you what uh, alternative takes that I've read from alternative news sources, yes? That aren't the mainstream media. However, if what they're fucking saying is true, bro, then realistically that everything that they're trying to pin on Trump was shit that Obama and Biden had already done prior to him. And moreover, moreover, specifically... You know how they had this whole uh, the, the investigation on collusion and shit with Trump and Russia that where it should have been started was with Biden because he has a son, bro, and his son was working for a gas company in the Ukraine and that his son in the Ukraine was going uh, Joe Biden's the guy who's running for president, the former vice president, dude, uh, his son was being investigated by some fucking prosecutor out in Ukraine, bro, and that Joe Biden had told him that if unless they fire that prosecutor that he was going to keep a billion dollars, you know, from the fucking Ukraine government. You know what I mean? Military aid, yeah. Bro. Uh, just to add to what you said, from what I understand, that prosecutor was known for being a really corrupt uh, prosecutor in the first place. So I know that Biden's defense is going to be that, that uh, the, the, the new president, um, what's his name, Zelensky or something like that, he ran his, his campaign based on basically the same thing as Trump, going after corruption and getting these crooked politicians out of the way. Now, I know Biden is going to use that as a defense, which obviously he will, you know, but the underlying fucking narrative is going to be, why was your son... Yes, exactly. By all accounts, by all accounts is a fucking idiot, okay? Why is your son getting paid, you know, $500,000, $600,000 a year to be involved in something he has no idea about, Yes. It, to me, it just sounds like it just sounds like it, it. It makes my spider senses go. Hmm. I wonder if they're money laundering or something like that. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? It's nepotism, bro. It's nepotism. So, it seems so obvious that that's what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. So obvious, that's what it is, and I'm sure that they're going to investigate it. And I wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to quote The Departed right now. Okay. Uh, with Jack Nicholson. There's a part in The Departed where um, he says something about, uh, Jack Nicholson says, oh, if I let these guys get a sniff of my ass, they'll crawl right up it. That's exactly what Trump's doing, okay? I believe, and it wouldn't surprise me if Trump is the one that leaked this phone call to the Ukrainian president so that the Democrats would fucking get their balls in an uproar over it and try to impeach him because what's going to happen is Trump, Trump's going to be impeached. There's no doubt about it, Okay. It's gonna get. You think he'll be removed from office, though? Not a chance. Zero. I think there is less than a zero percent chance that he'll be removed. Absolutely not a chance. He'll be impeached. There's no doubt because it's got to go through Congress first, right? Congress is gonna get enough votes to impeach him. But when it gets to the Senate, it's like a court hearing. Okay? The Senate is is a majority Republican, so they're never gonna convict him. Okay? But what's gonna happen is. He's always been in a position politically with all these investigations that's been going on where he's on the defensive, okay? Now, granted, you're going to think he's on the defensive when he gets to the Senate, but I guarantee you that when Democrats start taking the stand as witnesses and they're asked really hard questions and they start pleading the Fifth Amendment privilege on a lot of questions, that makes you lose credibility. It makes you look like you're hiding shit, Okay. I have a feeling that something's going to come to light about a Democrat that's going to get them charged with a crime. And you know what happens when a fucking white-collar motherfucker gets charged with a crime? 
they start singing like fucking Frank Sinatra, okay? So one of those motherfuckers is going to start snitching like a bitch to reduce his fucking prison time, and then that person's going to snitch too, and that person's going to snitch too, and it's going to be a huge fucking cycle. And I'm telling you right now, dude, it is going to be fucking the most epic takedown of crooked politicians in the history of America, dude. It is going to be... It's a bold statement, Doug. It's going to be incredible. You just wait and see. I would love I would love for nothing more than that to happen. I would love for nothing more for that to come true, Doug. Because you know what? All that's going to do, if that happens, and, and I really I really believe, I don't think Trump's as dumb as people think he is. I think he plays dumb because he's just waiting there. He's sitting there like this. I can't wait. Yeah. Now, this is one thing I try to tell my students, man, because the first thing that my students start talking about when it comes to Trump is, oh, he's stupid. He's an idiot. I'm like, dog, let's, all right. You might not like him. Exactly. You might not like what he's done. You might not like him as a person, but let's be real, dog. You don't, like you said, you, that's a billion dollars, bro. It's 999 million plus another million. You know what I'm saying? Like, more than, he got more than that. Yeah. Like, you don't, that's, that's a smart move. You got to, it's my, it might not be moral, it might not be ethical the way he accumulated it, but yo, you, you don't accumulate it by being a dummy, dog. There's no question about that. Dog eat dog, man. You don't, you don't accumulate it by being a dummy. You accumulate it by fucking, being willing to cut the other guy's head off, which it sucks. You know what? Not everybody's made to be that way. You got to be a little heartless to be a million, uh, to be a billionaire. Hey, speaking of cutting fucking people's heads off, I noticed that you posted some shit on Facebook about that very thing up in Portland, of fucking on on the business on the on the on the wall of a business in Portland, Oregon. Yo, what the? First of all, before you answer, dog, what what the fuck is going on in Portland, Oregon? Why are all those fucking white people wilding? Oregon. You know what I think? I think that fucking they're putting something in the water up there, dude. Those, those people. I, I have a fucking. I have a friend of mine who uh, who is a truck driver, and I mean, I just told him this is a joke. So whoever's listening to this, this is just a joke. This is not cons- conspiracy to commit a felony or anything like that. I just told him he wants to be out of the trucking business really bad, and I told him, yo, just put a fucking just put a Trump decal on your trailer and park it in Portland, Oregon, and they'll burn that fucking truck down in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they will set fire to that thing. They're fucking crazy Seriously. up there. I don't, Seriously. I've been there. Dude, I've been there. Like, I was there, I don't know, six, seven months ago. Dog, the left, the right, all of them. Like, what the fuck are they doing, bro? Dude, they're, they're, they're smoking fucking raid sprayed uh, dime bags up there in Portland, Oregon, or they're feeding those people something. Dog, but I, like I'm telling you though, it's not just the lefty liberals, bro. It's not just the, I mean, oh, it's everybody up there, dog. The left, the right, they're all puppets, bro. Like I see them, they're all getting played, dog. That's what I'm saying is like, it's too fucking, it's too, it's the same hand pulling different strings, bro. And like they don't realize it and they're being manipulated and such, bro. I'm telling you as a brown person, dog. I don't give a fuck about most of what the people up in Portland, Oregon are complaining about, dog. All this fucking identity politics bullshit, like, I fucking, I piss on that shit, dog. As, you've been here to El Paso, man. You know the deal. Like, we're just fucking, we're, we're barely on the come up. You know what I'm saying? So most of this fucking white, this is all white privilege shit that they're doing out there, dog. Like, that's shit white people are fucking rallying up against. And if you look at these rallies that they're having, it's all white people, dog. You know what I mean? They might have like their little token black and brown guy out there. But aside from that, you ask yourself like, all right, what are you doing here, dog? Are you trying to virtue signal? You're trying to make yourself look like you're down for the hood? Because I promise you, you're probably not. You know what I mean? No, you're probably not. I don't know, man. I tell people that all the time. All the time. You think you're tough? Go walk down fucking Duncan Avenue in Jersey City with a pair of Jordans on with your white ass. <laughs> oh, I'm here to help you, though, guys. I'm here to help everybody, man. We can all be equal. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Fuck out of here, Doug. Take off your fucking shoes, white boy. 
<laughs> Yo, you sound, you say it like if you had some experience with this, man. I hope. But I do, but you know what? Now nah, everybody got their feet are too small, so I don't steal fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I really do hope my fucking my my screen recording is record. I I you know what? I should have used the actual screen recording software. I think, unfortunately, it might just be the audio for this one time today. I forgot the screen uh, the the video element, but I really hope that Skype is downloading the video element because I want everybody to see you in your Fred Durst outfit for reals. Yeah, I know, but you know what? I was this close to wearing a different hat, bro. <laughs> no, that's, that's perfect, Doug. I did it all for the nookie, baby. <laughs> if it does, in fact, not work, the video element, or maybe if you're just listening to the... And if you saw my gut, you'd see that I took the cookie, too. <laughs> if you're just listening to the audio element, he's got his little red, his little, his little red uh, limp biscuit Fred Durst hat on, right? Look at now he's got it on backwards and everything. In the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i can't fucking deal with this shit anyways man okay nah, that's too much now you're gonna have to put that shit away now <laughs> actually hold up put them back on just in case put them back on just in case this shit didn't record the video i'm gonna have to pull this up on the fucking camera myself because this is too good to fucking pass up dog it's too good to pass up <laughs> yeah fred durst here i lost all my money so i live in indiana now wait what I said, Fred Durst. I said, oh, wait. I thought you were being serious because I know you shared a little bit other information earlier about. I still got my red hat. <laughs> <laughs> trying to make a comeback like Vanilla Ice. They're going to give me my own TV show. You ever hear that fucking Ice Ice Baby metal song? Yo, Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice has a TV show where he renovates houses now. Oh, are you serious? I swear to God, That's dude. Hilarious. It's on one of those like it's on one of those channels where um you know husband and wife go in and like re remodel houses where the That's guy will be like yeah well I collect I collect stamps and uh and old vinyl records my budget's seven million dollars for my Let's house fucking get that shit dog what the fuck man what are these people doing That's what you call fucking boring outside Oh is it really That's awesome Did you hear that Can you hear the sound the rain sound in the background Because. Nah. You can see I'm in my, I'm in my car again. <laughs> but anyway, let's talk about some music right now, man. Yeah, I mean, that was actually meant to be the... Hold on, let me see where we're at in this podcast. We're at about... Yeah, we're about the halfway mark. Actually, I wanted to talk some... Yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't matter how long we do this shit, obviously, but I like to keep my particular podcast at about an hour. But like I said, I'm not sure this is going to be a Grito podcast, so we might even be able to go longer than an hour. It really is just about respecting the our audience's attention you know what i mean you understand people busy they got other podcasts they want to listen to and all that kind of shit you know what i mean but before we get into that because we, actually the intended purpose for today's podcast was um these podcasts that i'm going to be doing with mike i want them to be very they're going to be very focused on they're going to like you know we're going to wing a lot of it as we've been doing for the first 35 minutes of this bitch but um they're actually going to we have topics we do have long gaps like long gaps of time where we don't talk so it's like this is a good way to just you know, talk about a bunch of shit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but we did have, we're going to try to talk, we're going to focus on topics and the topic that we wanted to talk about today, and we're going to talk about it today, uh, is Tool. Because, well, for those of you who know me personally, you'll know that I was a massive, was a massive, massive Tool fan when I was a teenager. I discovered them in about eighth grade. And from eighth grade all the way through shit, fucking my first year in the Coast Guard, bro. Tool was the, one of the only bands I would ever listen to. Like, legitimately, the only band I'd listen to. There was a few other ones, right? But Tool was always like at the very tippity top. Uh, you could add Mars Volta, Social Distortion, fucking Misfits. Um, 
at the drive-in. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, fucking My Chemical Romance. I'm not gonna front the Killers and uh, um, what's that other band? Muse. Those were like the main bands that I would listen to. A Perfect Circle. But outside of that, like Tool was a number number one band. And um, yeah, uh, I I fell off a of Tool. I'm not gonna lie. I stopped listening to them, especially with the release of their last, well, their their second to last album, the Ten Thousand Days. I wasn't a fan of it. I did not like that album at all whatsoever. Right now, you want to become a fan of Ten Thousand Days? Take some acid and listen to that <laughs> fucking album. <laughs> dude, that fucking that album is so good, dude. I just can't do it, man. I've tried so many times. Listen, now I got a question for you. You've never done psychedelics before, right? I can neither confirm nor deny that, sir. I have to be weary of the many spaces in which I occupy. However, before I answer your question, let's get one. Th- hold up, hold up, hold up. Let's get one thing quickly out of the way. Mike is new to the tool game, okay? Mike only recently. Totally new. I'm not gonna say I'm totally new. All right, tell me how you fell upon him. Known, I've known big songs from them. Like, all right, like I grew up in New York. In New York, we used to have a, a radio station, 92.3 K Rock, which. I'll tell you right now, anybody from New York who's around my age listening to this will fucking will risk their life and say that is the best radio station ever in the history of the fucking world, okay? They will play old rock music and, and new rock music, but not some bullshit fucking stupid pop music. It wasn't like that. No Limp Biscuit. You'll hear anything from the Beatles. You'll hear anything from the Beatles to Frank Zappa, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Metallica, Tool, you know, just... A lot of real popular bands, okay? So I've been hearing Tool for a long time, but their music is very hard to get. Like, you can't, you can't just download it. They just started letting you stream it not too yep. long ago. Yep. So, I mean, I'm not going to say I grew up the biggest Tool fan, but any of their material that I've ever heard, I've always liked. I've heard Perfect Circle quite a bit. Anything from them, I've always, I've always liked. But I, I will say recently, my girlfriend's a big Tool fan. Her father used to be a musician. And uh, he introduced her to Tool back in the day. So um, when me and her take, like, long trips and shit, we'll listen to, you know, Pandora. We'll put on Perfect Circle Station, and we'll, and we'll listen to that. So some songs from Tool I didn't even realize were Tool. So that made me like them even more, because I'm like, damn, I love this song for years. So like you said, I just started really listening to them a lot recently. And um, I like the progression they've made from their first album, because, yo, when they first came out, um, they put out an EP in 92, I want to say. And when you listen opiate. to it, yeah, Opiate. I just bought that on vinyl the other day. It's awesome. Oh, I, got, okay, uh, Undertow, nice. I got Undertow, uh, Opiate, and, ten, and uh, no, Lateralis on, on, uh, oh, yeah. on vinyl. But um, so if you listen to their shit from back then, it's weird. Like, it sounds like it's so ahead of its time for being back then. Like, it, it doesn't sound like it would be rock music from back then. It sounds like they can release it today and it would still be relevant and popular, you know? Yeah, no question. Crazy to see their progression through the years because I feel like they've only gotten better, but it's hard to say this album's better than that one because it's kind of, the, the, the styles are slightly different in each one. Oh, no question. And it's weird because when you hear them, they kind of have that signature sound. Like, when you hear Led Zeppelin, you know you're listening to Led Zeppelin. When you hear the Beatles, you know you're listening to the Beatles. When you hear the Chili Peppers, you can hear, like, when you hear John Frusciante hit a guitar riff, you're just like, yo, that's John Frusciante. Chili Peppers, add that to the mix. Yep. Now, I'll say my personal favorite, you already know, John Frusciante is my favorite musical artist. I think he's a genius. No question about that. The thing I love about him is if you listen to his solo material, every one of his albums is completely different. I think he tries to mix genres, and he does it better than most people, in my opinion. 
But when you listen to Tool, every one of their albums, you can progressively hear that they're they're so artistic that they're able to morph into something else, but they still keep that like that firm, you know, grasp on who they are as a band. Honestly, man, I know exactly what the fuck you're saying. And in fact, okay, so let's let's be even more forthcoming. I've been listening to a lot, a lot of Tool, bro. Like so much Tool with the release of the new album. In fact, because let's give it a little more backtrack. I don't know if there's like a lot of fuzz coming in on your end or my end, man, but it's getting a little loud, a little fuzzy. Okay, cool. Just making sure. Not just making sure. I don't want it to fuck up the audio, but that's fine. I, I was thinking more like feedback distortion. Um. Anyways, um. Yeah. So with the release of this new album, I listened to it. I'm not gonna lie. I listened to it in its entirety. It's a fucking long album. It's about a hundred, an hour and twenty minutes long. Right. As long as a movie. It's as long as a movie. Yeah, but fuck, dude, that's 13 years worth of waiting right there. So I was fucking more than content to listen through every single second of it. You know what I'm saying? So you've been waiting for 13 years. I was just waiting a couple of weeks. No, dog. 13, the great drought. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I can't stand these fucking, I hate you. I'm a jealous. No, you know what? Part of me is like jealous because you, you didn't have to wait that long time. But the other part of me, you kind of missed out, man, because in that wait, there was an anticipation that can only be explained to people who had been fucking, you know what I mean? Especially those like myself, disappointed. Ah. Uh, like, people are yes. telling me, oh, you're going to watch this. I'm like, well, fuck that. I'm going to watch yes. it when it's done because yeah. I'm not a sucker and I'm not going to wait. No. I'm just going to wait till it's done. So uh, it. No, you know what? I feel like that too, man. The people who fucking didn't, it, there was two years between the last season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, and, and, and it was like that with the Sopranos too. Fuck that. I waited till it was over and then I watched it. Oh, God. I wish, you know what? I'm glad that I, I, I'm, I started in season three. So like the start of season three is when I started on Game of Thrones. And part of me is glad that I went through the journey with them because it was fun to do all the, the same thing with the tool, like go through all the fucking internet archives and all the fucking, uh, you know, message boards and see what people were thinking and talking about all the different possibilities, you know, when it comes to James, uh, Game of Thrones, rather that the J plus L equals uh, or whatever, uh, R plus L equals S, the theory, the Rhaegar plus Lyanna equals Jon Snow. Like people knew that shit from like season four already. You know what I mean? But it was fun to see like it all come together at the end of the season. It just sucked that it fucking panned out the way it did. But that's Game of Thrones. We could talk about that some other time. Tell you, I, I can tell you, I only watched season one of Game of Thrones. Like me and my Fuck girl up. started watching it. Dude, Ned Stark died, and I was like, "Fuck this!" Shit. <laughs> that's the best part. I was done right there. I was like, "I don't even want Why? to watch this." Because <laughs> Ned Stark, I love Ned Stark. He's this a fucking nerd. Thing, bro. Anytime you see that motherfucker in a movie, he always plays the guy that you hate. And he dies. <laughs> Anytime I see his face in a movie, I'm like, I hate that motherfucker. On that show, I love them. That's fucking I'm like, come on, man. What's going on here? Bro, you got to at least watch through the fourth season, man. Because up to the fourth season is when it's really good. I plan on watching it. How about this? Let's make a deal. You watch True Detective season one, which I'll fucking go out there and say is the best TV show ever made. You refuse to watch it because you don't want to deal with cop shit. That's a great show. You know what? <laughs> I've, I've come a long ways from there. I'll tell you why you'll love it because Matthew McConaughey is like, he's like a modern day philosopher. The shit that he says on that show will hit you so hard. You're going to love that show. You just got to watch it. It's eight episodes, man. It's not even eight hours of your life because they're not even hour long episodes. So stop oh. being a bitch and watch <laughs> I'll get on that here after this podcast for sure. Then let's get back. Gibson, Woody Harrelson's the man, dude. Yeah, I can argue. I I can agree with that. Let's get back to this fucking Tool album, though, yo. Let's get back to this Tool album. All right. So I waited, bro, thirteen years. I was not a fan of Ten Thousand Days. To be fair, I did like the two songs, the Wings from Maria part. I like that. I like whatever. 
Those two songs are pretty dope. The Pot is awesome. That song, The Pot. That song. Maybe that's your psychedelic experience talking, bro. Dude, the bass on that song is just like, fuck, it makes me want to break shit in my house, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny, dog. Um, I mean, I, dude, I've tried, man. The last time I tried to listen to it, we were actually in a road trip. We were coming back. It was like, you know, and I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to try to listen to all the Tool albums, the ones that I, are available in anticipation of this new Tool album. And, and most of them were good. Like, I'm telling you. Here's, okay, here's how this went. I listened to all the Tool albums up until uh, 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 Fear Inoculum because it hadn't come out yet up until its release. And I was just like, yeah, these are really good albums. But I think I've transcended the band. Not transcended, but I just my musical taste has evolved. Like, I'm not really that into Tool anymore. You know what I mean? I'm into more like death metal, black metal type shit. Not black metal, like black guys playing metal music. Like, you know, black metal talking, you know, about fucking ghosts and demons and just dumb shit, dog. But that's the kind of shit that I like now. You know what I mean? You miss me with that shit, but okay. <laughs> it's just i don't know i it, you know the guys that paint their fucking face white with the black and all that kind of shit that's what i'm talking about like like kiss nah fuck kiss dog how the fuck dare you how the fuck dare you honestly like i'm convinced if, i'm sorry to go off topic at all but you know how you hear fucking people say that celebrities have sold their soul to the devil for fucking fame if i mean there's no fucking more proof that you need besides gene simmons that motherfucker has no talent at all and kiss is one of the biggest bands ever in the history of music they are so bad dude uh, they got a couple of cool songs i'm not gonna lie that one song i was made for loving you baby that song's pretty dope <laughs> that, listen to me listen 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 okay I, I i don't play guitar okay but my brother does and I've watched him, like, when he first started learning how to play guitar, he started playing, like, the fucking Billboard Top 10 on his guitar the first week he was playing guitar, okay? So that's where Kiss falls. If you can yeah. pick up a guitar and in three days and you're playing hit songs on the radio, that music is bullshit. I don't want to fucking hear it, okay? That's the elitism I was talking about earlier with myself, bro. That, okay? <laughs> I just don't want to hear it. If you can, if your fucking image is what makes your music relevant. I don't want to fucking hear it. That's fucking hilarious. All right, so let's get back to this tool shit, dog. That's all good, man. I'm all about tangents, bro. Trust me, I'm all about the tangents. But um, yeah, so I just felt like... <laughs> I just felt like I had trend, uh, uh, evolved past the tool. You know what I mean? Especially when I got... I could listen to all the albums. I was on that road trip and I listened to all the albums except for 10,000 Days. I got to like... I don't even know the names of the track, bro. Fucking track four or five. Whatever comes after uh, Wings for Maria 2. So that's probably like those are the four, the first four songs. I must have got like track five and I just turned it off, bro. Like, I can't do this, man. I can't fucking do it. I don't like it. I just it's never fucking hit me like in a way that the original Tool albums did. The first one, let's start with Opium, man. The first time. OK, you know what? Let, 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 let me give you my progression and then you can, you know, interject or you can share your progression with me. But the first Tool album that I actually heard in its entirety was lateralis and the reason why is because i was in eighth grade when that song when that album came out and schism was actually on the radio and uh fucking biggest rock songs ever bro that song it's not even it's a popular song it is and it kind of deflates the argument that you made just now about the fucking top 10 because i'm pretty sure it was charted but bro the technical precision well yeah i mean i understand it being charted because i mean they're they're such good artists 
No question. No doubt, there's no doubt that at least one or two of their songs are going to slip through the cracks. So you're saying that Tool, or rather Kiss as well, maybe one of their songs can fucking slip through the tracks. I'm just fucking with you, Doug. It's weird. Uh, like, I don't know. It's, it's hard because you look at, um, I don't know, certain artists that are out there that are just like, they can do the commercial thing and they can do the independent thing at the Kanye same time. West. You know, I feel like Tool is one of them. Yeah, like Kanye West, I, I can use Eminem as an example. Eminem, listen to, yeah. Listen to Eminem's first album. Now, yeah, My Name Is was like a huge hit and Guilty Conscience was a huge hit on that album, but that whole fucking album is great. The second album, the first Marshall Mathers one? The, the Marshall Mathers LP, that's probably, I mean, I, I've heard a lot of hip-hop. That's one of the best rap albums ever, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, every track is good. His wordplay is fucking phenomenal. Just every track is... Melodies for days, like, it's dope. He's, he's super dope, man. I mean, and I don't, I don't know how anybody can argue that Eminem's not one of the greatest rappers. Like, uh, I can say he is the greatest because there's different styles and there's... Of course. I hate this whole greatest shit. Like, it's so stupid trying to rank people like that. Messages. People send different messages through their words. Like, me personally, I think my favorite rapper is probably Most Def. Oh, Most Def is a fucking monster. I love Most Def. I, I also like I also like Nas. I mean, there's there's a lot of rappers. I mean, probably rappers people never heard of. Oh, no question. You ever heard of Master? Of course, dog. Of course. People don't know him. He is one of Eminem's biggest influences. Yep. People haven't even heard him. Now, if you listen to that dude rap, you're like, this dude, he has the most smooth flow you've ever heard. Smooth flow, lyrics for days, fucking wordplay. like. Yeah, wordplay, he's great. And I have people argue, like, the best rappers come from Brooklyn. And you know what? There's a pretty strong argument for that, man. I mean, I don't know about all that, but... You don't know about all that? You want me to start busting out uh, names of rappers that come from Brooklyn, right? I would simply say... Do that. We, we can, can, but, but I, I would simply, simply say... say Talib Kweli, Master Ace, uh, fucking, uh, I'm pretty sure the Jizza is from Brooklyn. Okay, listen to what I'm telling you. I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing that dope rappers haven't come out of Brooklyn. I'm not arguing that hip hop didn't start in New York. I know as a little New Yorker, you probably got a little offended about that one. Furthermore, furthermore, I'm not. I'm not arguing that fucking. Uh, uh, that I'm not even saying that you can list the fucking greatest of rappers of all time. I'm just saying there's a lot of rappers, especially in the South, that get overlooked because. We just assume that fucking hip-hop is relegated to the East Coast. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, you know what? I just started recently uh, listening to J. Cole. Don't let J. Cole, bro. You know what? J. Cole's, J. Cole's, J. Cole is cool, man. The whole Dreamville roster. We're talking J.I.D. We're talking fucking Earth Gang. We're talking fucking ba- Boz Luke. We're there. Those are West Coast rappers. We're talking fucking... There's, I can't remember the other dude's name. Like, you know who I like, man? Have you heard Locksmith? He's from uh, Bay Area. I've heard it. I've heard it, but I'm never. I'm not really too familiar with him. I can say, like, I've heard his albums. They're all right. But if you hear him on Sway in the Morning or on K Slay, that dude murders beats. Murders. He's the best fucking rapper I ever heard. Lyrically, you put that dude on the mic, he will blow your fucking mind. You got to check him out. I have to. You know what? I'm gonna be honest here, bro. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm going to betray the little bit of, well, that you share with me, the little bit that you share with me, but, you know, the more that I had, our, our Bay Area lineage here, right? Um, but I'm not really that big a fan of Bay Area rap, dog, so <laughs> he's going to have to come with the heat. You got to see, he's not, if you hear him on the radio, like, I can understand not appreciating one of his albums because I can't relate. I don't even really understand the, the, 
the slang that he uses, because he's from California, I'm from New York, it's, it's totally different. But if you hear him spit on the radio, yo, man, that kid is fuck. He speaks the truth, man. I'm going to have to look into him. I'm going to have to look into him. Dude, check him out. I'll send you a couple of clips because he can spit. You throw a beat on, he will spit for an hour straight. You know, he kind of reminds me of cannabis. Have you oh. ever heard cannabis? Yo, yeah. cannabis, yeah. underrated as fuck. You want to know no why? Question. Because he's too smart for the masses. People are too dumb to understand his shit. <laughs> Maybe because Eminem buried his ass too, so I'm sure that didn't help. Eminem did bury his ass. Eminem did bury his ass. Let's get back to this tour shit, yo. Let's get back. Let's not deviate too far from this tour shit because this is important, at least to understand the 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 roots of this fucking this this last album. To me personally, where I fucking find myself now, uh, it starts with Opiate Man, or I'm sorry, with Lateralis. That's the first Tool album that I heard, and it was because of the radio. It's how we got on this tangent, right? The idea that you could find some good shit on the radio, never ever heard anything like that in that fucking on on and here in El Paso it's KLAQ and I was just fucking blown away I was obsessed bro and at the time it was actually when he had first come out with the perfect circle so I got a double whammy I was perfect circle and tour right off the bat with Judith that didn't didn't that one you know what I mean anyway so from there it went from lateralis to uh opiate and at the beginning I was convinced that lateralis was their 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 magnum opus I was like wow this is the best album period but I had only heard Lateralis and Opiate. And I loved Opiate, man, but it's just so different from Lateralis. Um, well, look at the year that it came out. There was such a big gap of time between the two. But it wasn't. It was only like eight years, bro. That's a long time, man. It, 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 took, it took them 13, 13 years from Lateralis to rather 13 years from. And you know what? I can tell by listening to their music how much fucking psychedelic drugs Maynard has done in his life. <laughs> And I get anybody who is a serious Tool fan, I will guarantee you they will say the same exact thing. Yeah, I would probably vouch for that one. Out of doubt, man. Without a doubt. Like... Bro, I'm telling you now, especially now, after this last album came out, fast forward a little bit, now that the last album came out, I was just, I was, I was in love with it from the fucking first listen. And I listened to it about four times in a row. And uh, after that, I went, it's because, you know, if you listen really closely, you can hear a lot. And some people actually... Uh, they use this as a point of uh, a critique on the new album, but I liked it. I, this was actually one of my favorite parts of the album, and I don't think I don't take their perspective. Uh, their perspective was that there was a lot of recycled riffs and a lot of recycled melodies, and I'm like, nah, dude. I think what they were doing expertly is weaving in little bits of old songs into their new album, and that's part of what makes me think that they're that they're not going to make a new album. That's kind of like a like an homage to their past. Because if you listen really closely, there's there's little parts from every single album that found its way into this new album and you know they think it's recycled but i think it's fucking pure genius like you know what i'm saying like they're, they're, they're tipping their hat to where they came from there's a couple there's a couple of songs where like it's weird like on the first track for example like it's just really see now it's almost like to me i'll talk about uh, I, I talk about drugs a lot bro so i'm gonna talk about drugs right now you are welcome and free to do so the first track of that album is like it's like easing you into a fucking hardcore psychedelic trip. And it's like every second of that album is like a buildup to a huge climax, dude. Like, in my opinion, that, that track on the new album, I think it's called Chocolate Chip Trip, where it's just a, a drum solo. Dude, that shit, I heard it. As soon as it started, it got halfway through the song, and I was like, whoa, I started it over again. I was like, what the fuck? Now, I'll sit there and say... Um, I think the best drummer that I've ever heard is um, this guy named Bill Bruford. He used to be the drummer for Yes 
and he used to be the drummer for a band called King Crimson. Have you ever heard of King Crimson? Mm-hmm. All right, now, I think, I think as a music fan, when you hear someone, you kind of want to say, oh, they kind of sound like them, and they're paying gratitude to them. Tool reminds me of King Crimson. Now, that is a huge compliment, you know, f- to them as artists, because King Crimson is a great band. Um, they have a lot of really weird shit, and if you listen to them, like, you can kind of see kind of what I mean, because, like, their songs aren't just, like, your regular, you know, they sing a verse, they do a chorus, they sing a verse, they do a chorus, and mm-hmm. the beat's the same throughout the whole song. When you listen to Tool, it's like, you're in for, some, you're in for a fucking ride. Every Word. track, you're in for a ride. So anyway, I was saying, um, the, the beginning of that album, when you hear the first track, it just, like, it slowly sets it up to where you're just thinking to yourself, this is going to be incredible. And you can hear through certain tracks that you're saying, they take little pieces of their old shit and put it in, like, it'll start soft, and then all of a sudden they just start rocking out big time. And then it slows down, and it kind of just, like, they give you a peak, and then they, like, kind of really slowly take you back down. And then you peak again, just like an acid trip, dude. That album would make you cry if you heard that shit while you were tripping. You'd be in tears. Let me take you a step further, dog. Track number two. Which one was track number two? Here, let me pull it up real quick. Numa. Numa. Oh, that's a great song. That's a great fucking song. Especially, bro, my son, we've been driving around in a car, and you don't know how many times I've heard, Dad, you're playing this song again? I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm playing this song again. <laughs> listen to the words in this song, you know? Like, listen to the build-up. That's my favorite song on the album. Honestly, I think that's probably my favorite song. That yeah, I, yeah, I, I could probably, probably, I would probably, probably about that, that too. That, song, that song's awesome. And then, on top of that, Honestly, on that album, track two, three, and four, I don't even think you can listen to just one. I think you got to no. listen to all three of them. You got to listen to all three of them. Yeah, and, and I would agree with that, that. Their albums, in my opinion, are not made to be listened to one track at a time. No, absolutely. They're, it's made to listen to the entire album. Uh, no question about that. You got to listen to the whole album. It's, it's a journey, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, and that's, that's one, one of the biggest problems I had with people. people were, yeah, when people were leaking all the new shit, and everyone was excited to listen to it. I was like, fuck no, I'm not going to listen to this shit, man. You can't. So the first song, because I couldn't resist. Like, my girl's like, oh, they released the song. I'm like, fuck this. I'm not listening to it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. By the end of the day, I was like, I was so curious. I had to. And yeah. when yeah. I heard that first track, I was like, dude, I, lo- I know people who will listen to songs, and if it's like more than five or six minutes, they'll just skip it. Oh, uh, no, you can't. If there's a Tool song that's like nine or ten minutes, that's the one I want to hear. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> no shit, dog. Fuck it. That new album, dude, is so good. I'll take you a step further, man, and I'll say that that, that album, at least for me, induced a, something of a state akin to a psychedelic experience, man. I, and I'm not exaggerating. There's certain parts, and this is another critique that uh that I read from the album reviews. They were saying that some of the guitar riffs and some of the bass riffs were kind of monotonous and you know like re- repetitive. But that's just I don't know, man. That's a simplistic understanding of what music is and you know what Tool is as a band. I don't think that it's repetitive. I think it was intended to lull people into that fucking kind of state. You know what I'm saying? Where you get into a different you know state, altered state of mind, even through music, no less. It's fucking amazing. Absolutely. See, like, I always, I said it a few minutes ago, my favorite artist is John Frusciante. Now, I don't know if you've ever really heard his solo music. Of course. I love John Frusciante. <laughs> so have, you heard it, have you heard his solo material or just yeah. Red Hot Chili no. Peppers? No, no solo, solo material. Yeah, he does. The first one. Carrying a, the one where they're carrying a head or something like that. 
It's like a big statue head or some shit. I think he's on all of them. Is he really on all of them? And Flea is on the first one, too. I wasn't sure, but you can tell, like, I heard some of their shit, and you can you can hear when it's John Frusciante, just like you can hear when it's Zeppelin Tool, whatever. But You ever hear that song by Red Hot Chili Peppers real quick? I'm sorry. Uh, especially in Michigan? Yeah. It's all oh, that's uh, Omar Rodriguez playing the fucking guitar riff on that song from the Mars Volta. That? Yeah, so they, they had a lot of interplay together between them and the Chili Peppers, the Mars Volta. I, I did not. Flea played the bass on the first Mars Volta album, the whole album. That's awesome. See, I didn't yeah. know that either. Yeah. Oh, you want to hear something? Yeah, the other day, I'm part of a John Frusciante fan club, and um, you fucking fanboy. <laughs> somebody posted. Somebody posted. Uh, well, actually, I joined it. My my girl drew a pencil sketch of uh, John Frusciante for okay. me. And I posted it on there because people like fucking, he's, he's kind of weird. He's kind of like, uh, people will compare him to like Cat Stevens or Sid Barrett. He's kind of like, you know, out of the spotlight, like great artists, but like very underrated cause nobody's really heard of him. But, um, what was that? I forgot. I lost my train of thought for a second. We're talking about Tool and how Mars Volta or rather, uh, yeah, Mars Volta. Wait, John Frusciante. We went from Tool to John Frusciante. Uh, a few minutes ago, we were talking about how, like, the new Tool album is, is made to be listened to, like, literally start to finish. Like, you could pick a random track here and there and be like, oh, damn, this is pretty dope. But if you listen to it all together, there's something, it, it does something different to you than just yeah, one particular no track to do. So I bring up John Frusciante for the same exact reason. Like, my favorite album of his is called Shadows Collide with People. Now, anybody listening to this, if you want to hear a beautiful rock album, listen to that album. It, it is so well done. That's a really good album. He's an incredible artist, man. Yeah. My favorite album of all time. That's a really good one. I like the other one, The Empyrean. I bought it on vinyl. I had to close my eyes and click buy because I couldn't imagine <laughs> spending that much fucking money. Okay, tell me how much it was. Dude, I'm going to let you guess. 200 bucks. <laughs> More than that. Fucking asshole. Are you serious? <laughs> what the fuck? It's like basically doubled in price since I bought it, but I'm okay. never going to. No, it's only going to get more expensive. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm fucking sitting at home starving to death with the heat off, I'll probably sell it. But until that day, <laughs> never, never. Jesus. But um, no, it cost me $500. Fuck, oh, dude. But I seen it going for 1200 Okay. And fucking other shit. So just imagine in 10 years from now. Never, I'm never selling it. I don't give a Ooh, fuck. You can't. But that album, Shadows Collide with People, man, that album is made to be listened to front to, front to back. And it's like, you can hear how every song is like part of the other, you know, like it's not meant to be listened to in a different way. Just like uh, Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd, one of my favorite albums also. It's a good album. Yeah, there's good individual tracks on that whole album. But when you listen to the whole album, it, it feels like, dude, like you were saying, it kind of makes you feel like you're getting high. Yeah. Like, this does something to you. It does something to you. Like, you become hypnotized by it. Yes, exactly. And that's the point that we... That's how we got onto this subject. The 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 riffs. Honestly, honestly bro, that's, that's what, what I thought about 10,000 days. That's, that's honestly, honestly what I thought really? about 10,000 days. Wow, that's crazy. See, I disagree with you, man. I'm telling you, like, if you fucking, and I'm not trying to make you feel like a bad person, but if you eat some fucking acid and listen to that album, bro, you will change your fucking mind, I guarantee it. I'm sure I probably would, man. It is awesome. The, the, honestly, and I like, it's really bass heavy, that album. Yeah, that for sure. But let me tell you why I didn't, it's because, all right, let's get back, let's trace the trajectory, man. All right, you know what, let's see how much time we got, bro.
We're at we're not nah, all good. We're at about the hour long mark. I'm like a kid with ADD, man. It's all good, dog. It's all good. We I had so much planned that I wanted to talk about, and it just shit fucking flies by so quickly. But um, I'm just gonna I'll chase it I'll trace it quickly, and we can always talk about tool later on in the future in future podcast. But the reason why I was disappointed with 10,000 days is because I had seen this trajectory that they started with with opiate and had ended at with with lateralis and honestly i think 10,000 days was kind of a step back from that uh i don't know what it was i think i, I just so many things that i didn't like about it i didn't like I, I just i didn't like the album man but uh i thought it was more importantly a step back from where i thought at that time at least that lateralis was their pinnacle i don't think it was their best album i think uh up until this point anima and probably still like a, a personal favorite i think anima is their best album Yes, it's a great fucking album, dog. And you can see the progression from Anima to fucking Lateralis, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't see that progression or continuity to 10,000 Days. And I was just like, fuck, dude. Like, I I had really high hopes for 10,000 Days just based off the... I mean, dude, Anima is one of the fucking greatest albums of all time, bro. Yeah, and it's funny because you'll hear people... See, I find it funny that, like, Tool is metal music, but it's like... It's different. You I, know? Can't I can't find them. I've tried. I've tried, tried so hard. It either. They're just like, dude, they're just pure artists, man. Like, as opposed yeah. to, if you listen to metal bands like Metallica and Slayer and Iron Maiden, yeah, like, I'll listen to that shit and I want to go fucking start a fucking riot outside. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, they're not, in my opinion, like, I hate to say it, people will yell at me for this, but I don't see Slayer or Metallica. Don't you dare say Iron Maiden, because Iron Maiden is a fucking... I'll, I'll fight you on that one. Dude, I'm just going to say, as it comes to being like very well-trained musical artists, bro, like the, the, the members of Tool, those guys are such great musicians, bro. No, no question about it. And I, I are you familiar with Iron Maiden at all? I've heard some Iron Maiden, yeah. Bro, I'm going to have to educate you on some Iron Maiden, because they're up there with Tool. They're up there with Tool. All right, so then I got to get on that then. I'll, we'll talk about it after the podcast. I listen to a lot of shit. You know what, though? I go through phases, man. I'll go through phases where I listen to nothing but rap music. Oh, I'm the same. No question. Phases where I listen to nothing but, like, Sublime and, and shit like that. I love Sublime. One of my favorite bands, man. For sure. <laughs> Let's, Let's fucking Anima, bro. bro. You know you what? what? Here, let me, let me tell you how. Because I, I, I have been trying to fucking label, label them. And I've, and I've bounced, bounced everywhere from grunge rock with opiate to fucking... Opiate and Undertow, undertow they're, they're kind of grunge, grunge you know, they're kind of grunge, grunge. But, then but then they hit Anima, man, man and it's like, fuck, what, what is this, bro? bro? I, I can't. I, the, the closest I've gotten to at this point is Art Rock, like it's Art Rock, dude. Like, like it's, that's, that's like queen level shit, shit. you know, queen. And now... They're like progressive metal rock. Yeah. They go into a lot of different genres. They remind me of like, like I said before, King Crimson, like Yes, like if you've ever heard songs from Yes, they'll put out like an eight-minute song where you're like, it sounds like you listen to like three different songs by the end of it. I'm going to have to step my yes game up. I'm going to have to step my yes game up. Well, yes. I mean, it depends. Like you got to listen to yes with the original drummer. Like when the original drummer left the band, I didn't really like him so much after that. But anything you can hear from yes that has Bill Bruford on it. You're going to. Here's what we'll do after the podcast. I'll educate you on some Maiden. You'll educate me on some Yes, and we'll take it from there. We'll talk about it some other time. I, I have to educate you on some King Crimson, too. Oh, I'm pretty familiar with King Crimson, yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of their vinyl at home, too, man. Um, Yo, as far as Anima's concerned, though, man, like everything from Eulogy to H to... I know you said your one of your favorites was Jimmy. 
the whole album. Mine is Push It, dog. Stink Piss is dope too. But my favorite track on that album. I'm sorry? It sets the album off really well. It really does. It's a good introduction. It's a good segue between their old shit and into what they're trying to do to, for that album in particular. Smack you. It's like they smack you in the face and say, are you fucking ready for this shit? Or- it's a fucking beautiful ode to fist fucking. <laughs> but yeah, dog, Push It, I think, is the absolute pinnacle of what Tool is capable of, man. No question about it. Like that song is pure fucking art rock genius from the top, from the very beginning to the... Repeat that, repeat that, because I didn't hear that one. Push it. Oh, push it, yeah, push it. It starts with those fucking creepy-ass little violins in the very beginning, like, you know, the little scratchy violins, and from there, just till the very end, dog. Like, it's just beautiful art rock masterpiece, dog. And, and you know what? It ends really well, too, with the prying open my third eye shit. Like, bro, that's when I fucking first got into the idea of a third eye was because of Tool and Maynard and all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? You're hearing these bands talking about this fucking third eye and you're like, what the fuck is a third eye? Why are we prying open our third eye? What does it mean to step into my shadow? Like, that's some Jungian philosophy right there type shit. You know what I mean? Like, whoa, being reborn, the snake shedding its skin. Like, I've died multiple times, but it's okay because every time it's, I, I look forward to it because I'm reborn in you. Like, Anima, dude, like that is high level artistry, like you said, bro, at its finest. That uh, album's awesome. That's why I, I would think that's my favorite album. See, the the the, the most recent album, I I love it, man. But it's hard to compare the two because they sound so different. So I'm not gonna sit here and compare them because they really do. Like Anima is like, it's almost like a fucking. I mean, it's kind of like a rock opera, bro. Like that song, that album is like. It's, it's different than any other metal or rock album I've ever heard. And you know what's funny? I think rock opera is the perfect way to explain it. Like, you hear certain bands, and it's just like, you can hear from the very first, like, 30 seconds that you're just like, these guys have such a different sound from anybody else. Like, I can say one of my favorite albums of all time is Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Oh, I fucking love that album. I love that album. 91. When you start that fucking album from track one, the bass on that album, dog. Yo, the bass on that, just everything on that album. Yo, Freshante. Freshante kills it. Anthony Kiedis tears it up. Yep. Fucking Ch- the whole album. Chad Smith's fucking great. Just the whole album is great. Start to finish, dog. Finish, track one on that album. When you first hear that shit, if you don't want to go out and fucking vandalize property, you don't have the right ears to be listening. <laughs> Oh, dog, I'm just thinking about that album. Fuck it. I'm listening. I'm thinking of that one song, uh, Sir Psycho Sexy, man. That song is fucking dope as fuck, dog. I love that album, man. He's I could talking about- Every track is awesome on that album. I love that album. It's probably my favorite album, man. And um, besides, like, obviously, uh, John Frusciante shit, I would say my favorite album of all time, Shadows Collide with People by John Frusciante. No doubt about it. I will listen to that fucking album until I'm 100 years old and I'll never get tired of it. That's hilarious. I have a few of those albums. Have you ever considered when you're old and crusty and shitting in diapers, you're still going to be listening to fucking Tool and all the crazy music that you listen to now? I don't want to get to the shitting in diapers phase, dog. Fuck that shit. But I do think about it. (laughs) But I'm just saying, like, I'm going to be listening to Biggie and Tupac. Hell yeah. and the chili peppers and- well you know you understand the struggle now because you're tatted up now but you hear people that tell you shit like bro what are you gonna look like when you're fucking 80 with those tattoos and i'm gonna say gangster as fuck like i do now bitch what the fuck you think i give a fuck what i'm gonna look like with fucking saggy ass skin and nutsack at 80 years old i don't give a fuck, fuck 
I don't give a fuck. But what? All that matters is this ain't going to change too much. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Hopefully, if it does change for the better, if anything. Funny, man. All right, man. Anyways, we're at about an hour and 20 minutes, which I think is perfect enough time to go ahead, go ahead and cut this bitch short for today. So much more shit I wanted to talk to you. Yeah, no question, Doc. No question about it at all whatsoever. But the good news is we don't have to limit ourselves anymore. I'm gonna, We're going to set the schedule to try to bring these out every, every at once a week. This is going to be a once a week thing here. Yeah. Today, I got to learn how to be quiet more because I, I honestly, I sound like I didn't take my meds today, dude. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's probably what makes for good podcast material. So it's all good. <laughs> I'm not on meds. <laughs> oh, man. So anyways, uh, I don't know. We did this last time, but I'll go ahead and end it again by saying you want to follow me on the Instagram. You know the deal. OG underscore ice nice 13. I don't know if you want to share your shit, Mike, whatever the case is. I don't have one yet, but you know what, though? I'm like my girlfriend always called me old. She's like, dude, you're fucking old. This and that. So I got to get with it. You're going to have to get one at least for the sake of this particular podcast, yo. I have to, I have to for sure. Because I mean, I think there's some friends of mine that might listen to this shit, too. Hopefully. Hopefully. If, if, only, if only to make fun of me for being a dumbass. Like, that's fine. That's the best part. Those are the best kind of friends. And inevitably, when the podcast gets big enough, you're going to need somewhere for fucking dudes to send you all their dick pics to. So you're going to definitely... <laughs> I'm going to get myself a new computer just to store all that. <laughs> all right, man. So uh, anyways, uh, yeah, I guess t- thanks for taking the time out to fucking do the podcast again in the fucking in your in your car. No less. I'm sitting here in the comfort of my house and shit. <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, aside from that, I hope you all have a great rest of the day and we'll see you next time. Peace. All right. Peace.